Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. It's Hot Food Hot, the show that puts the rad in radish. I'm Tyler Burrish, your host of the podcast. In this week's episode, we're looking at the art of pizza making, we're questioning conventional fast food, and we're getting out of our houses, guys. Let's run through five tips as we remember how to travel, and let's just get right into the show. You are beautiful, you are thin, you are cool, your parents, your kids, your friends love you. I have it, the perfect way to celebrate. Let's order pizza. But from where? When it comes to pizza, not every pie is created equal. Do you trust your local chain pizza restaurant? Do you have a local pizza shop brand in your market that dominates? Or maybe a pizza brand you've been waiting for a good excuse to try. How many pepperonis are on that pizza? 31, 32? Are the black olives even? Are they all off to one side? One slice is all tiny, the other slices are all huge? Come on, man. Are you proud of that pizza? I like to see the slices within 15% variance of one another. Maybe 10% variance of one another. Get it down to 5% variance. You see where I'm going with this? Usually I don't care the size of the slice of pizza, as long as the slices are uniform in size and the slice of pizza is within reach. You gotta remember, pizza is just a sandwich. By definition, it's an open-faced sandwich. Bread, spread, and filler. You're catering to many people at one time. By the way, there are many pizza dough recipes available. Some of them you're gonna want to make a day in advance using yeast as an ingredient. And no, it's not scary. People have been making breads for thousands of years. You should be able to make pizza dough first try or maybe second try if you do something crazy because we have the advantage of the internet and we want it to look good so we can get a solid pizza photo to share with friends anyway. Imperfections on a pizza should be intentional or within boundaries that you create. Organic, but within your control. Like if you sprinkle arugula on top after the pizza comes out of the oven. So there our listeners go. We have the courage to feed a crowd, and we have the internet for recipes. Happy pizza making. Next up here on the show, we have a bit of a speed round. Each week here at HFH Studio, we're collecting in tons of fan mail, fan comments, friends of the show comments all the time. The producers here have asked me to go ahead and run through some of these so we don't get too backed up. First is a concert with local band Bratwurst and the Mustards with their new single, On a Roll. You can check them out Tuesday at the Rockville Rock House. Show starts at 8 p.m. Also, Babs wants to make sure everyone celebrates Belly Buttons, the original food source. I love this next one. Elaine has emailed in a naming game. Elaine is a longtime friend of the show. She's letting our listeners name her cat if you can believe that. She says if you pick your favorite ice cream and send it in, she'll name her cat that. So I guess if your favorite ice cream is chocolate and she picks that one, then her cat is named chocolate or salted caramel or mint or whatever your favorite ice cream is. Well, Elaine, I'll give you my submission now. My favorite gelato is Spumoni. (laughs) Spumoni the cat (laughs) God I love pistachios We also have Sammy Reminding our listeners about sticky rice Sticky rice being that rice You steam in baskets And to eat it you can just Grab chunks of it with 
your thumb and your first two fingers and dip it in all types of spicy and sweet sauces. Submit your comments to the Hot Food Hot Hotline for a chance to be featured. We gotta get to the fast food segment of the show. So let's ask our listeners, what is fast food? Where did that stuff come from? No, I'm not just going to hate on this. Rather, let's have some fun rethinking the concept of fast food in our lives. It's certainly changed during our generation. When I'm looking for fast food, with lowercase f's, I tend to reach for a handful of almonds and back that up with a fistful of blueberries. Because what I'm really looking for is convenient nutrition. If I'm still hungry, I'll go to the fridge and I'll get something else. Maybe I'll slice up carrots and celery or grab an apple. I try to keep some stuff on hand like tangerines. It's, you know, real simple and it can help prevent you from leaving your house to get something sweet when a craving comes. Now, don't get me wrong. We're all animals and something about consuming fast food, capital F's, from the chain restaurants will send the feel-good chemicals in your brain in a frenzy. Use those as cheat meals and try to limit or insulate those cheat meals with plenty of regular exercise. I'm not immune to the phenomena of having cravings of fast food restaurants. I too have my fast food quick service restaurant cheat meal. And for me, it's Wendy's. Number one burger, mayo ketchup mustard, with pickles, no onion, double cheese, and what to drink. It's got to be a root beer. Just do it for the right reasons or limit them if you can. Chat me up. If you have one, what's your cheat meal and what tricks do you use to limit them? What's your go-to fast food restaurant, or maybe the one you have to work the hardest to avoid? All right, I gotta grab a refreshing beverage here. Lemon-lime seltzer. Doesn't it blow your mind? Water and bubbles and a little citrus goes a long way. (laughs) Remember all of a sudden when White Claws hit the scene? It was like all of a sudden, something that people have been enjoying for years, let's call it soda water, lime, a little bit of gray goose. It's not quite the same, and it's the same principle, and, you know, I think they brew White Claw a little different than that, let's just put it that way. You put it in a can and make it accessible, slap a cool marketing campaign on it, social media practically takes over at that point. Next up on the show, we have our travel tips for our listeners. We like to cover travel tips here on Hot Food Hot to help our listeners out and respond to what they're seeing in their travels as well. So this week we have five tips for remembering how to travel. As we all embark on future travels, maybe we've forgotten a little bit how to travel, so this is just meant to remind us of how to travel. If you're going on a trip, consider how comparison is the thief of joy. You might have taken a trip before COVID where you were with a lot of people or you traveled to another country, but this next trip, it can just be this trip. It doesn't have to be like the last trip. It's just this trip, and it's a mindset. So with that being said and done, tip number one is start with the view. Wherever you're going, do the scenic view first to establish that you are in that place. Tip number two, have the headspace of no expectations. You've arrived. Don't stop. Just this is a moment, and let it roll. Roll with the punches. Eat extra dinner rolls. Relax, because before you know it, you'll be back in reality. Just do what you want to do. Tip number three, this one actually starts at the beginning of the trip. Pack accurately. Walk around your house. Check the shower. Did you get your toothbrush? Did you have some coffee or water or snacks that you wanted to have prepped up? Make it easy on yourself. You're going to like packing your earbuds, and 
Remember from before, if you forget to pack something, be prepared that you may have to buy more socks or a new phone charger and then make it fun. Those are your new lucky socks or that's your bonus travel bag charger so you don't forget again. Tip number four, contacting friends and family. Wherever you're traveling to, who do you know that lives there? Are they accepting guests? You don't want to be a burden on anyone else, but they're going through their own things, and you might want to send that touch point note over with no pressure. You might even just want to put in that text, hey, I don't know if you're interested, but I'll be in the area. Let me bring you a coffee or tea or lunch. And from there, you can gauge where they are at and get a feel for each other. Tip number five, tally your highlights. How many things did you do that you wanted to do? What was the impact of those moments? If there was a park you wanted to visit or a restaurant or some special event or activity, register it. In a couple days, you could have three, four, five different things, maybe more, maybe less if you want that. It helps to keep track of your accomplishments. So when you leave, you feel like, hey, I really did that, didn't I? Heck yeah, you did. Because you're amazing. And that's what I'm talking about. A little bonus tip here. I'm I'm not sure if this is really tip six. It's just something to consider. Ubers are a little bit different now. The the economics seems a little inside out. I, I, I don't actually know if it's universal for every city. Just a heads up, take a look at all your rental car or public transportation, friend or family that can drive, those kinds of things. Otherwise, you might be waiting on your Uber driver for a while or paying a little bit more than the number you had in your mind. Balance it out. Do what makes sense for you. You got to make a version of yourself that you like and embrace that version of yourself. I might not see the Eiffel Tower this year, but I've been traveling locally and I'm baking breads. So I found a European grocery store. I'm going to pick up some French flour and just try to match the ingredients because I'm going to make my own French baguettes. Pastries will be next. Les croissants. Les pains chocolat. That's it for the show this week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and catch you next week for more Hot Food Hot. Life is a journey and we journey together.